Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. Denver Broncos Hall of Fame quarterback Peyton Manning has been inducted into the organization's Ring of Fame. We reflect on Peyton's time as a Denver Bronco, what it means to Peyton, and what it means for the Broncos organization. Plus, we hear from Broncos center Lloyd Cushenberry, who reflected on his 2020 NFL season, some of the struggles that he had, how Mike Munchak has worked with him, and much more. And we hear from Josie Jewell as to the things that he's done this offseason to improve as an inside linebacker, and maybe where the ceiling is for this Broncos defense. We break it down all in today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, Director of Video Content at Pro Football Network and Broncos Analyst for the Lockdown NFL Network. You can follow me on social media at Cody Rourke NFL. Make sure you follow Lockdown Broncos on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. Interact with us wherever you're at. And if you ever want to reach me to talk Broncos football, if you have your Broncos questions, email me, Cody, at CodyRourkeNFL.com. I'll be happy to answer and respond to everybody on the YouTube channel as well. Where You should hit that subscribe button. We're close to 4,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel where you get the Lockdown Broncos podcast every single day in video format. Not to mention, follow and subscribe on your favorite audio podcasting platforms but ladies and gentlemen let's get into the discussion of today's episode of the show the bread and butter the news and notes the story of the day that is peyton manning we all know him as the legendary hall of fame quarterback for the denver broncos he identifies as a denver bronco more so than an indianapolis colt i think everything that peyton has done since he's retired from the nfl has indicated that he values how denver treated him his time in denver he still lives in denver he comes to practices all the time he comes to games and he really he was a presence around town, and that's a, a major thing. He's said to be inducting the Pro Football Hall of Fame. I'm very excited to go to Canton to be able to watch him get inducted for that. It's going to be an absolutely amazing experience, and we'll have a complete recap here on Lockdown Broncos when that happens. But for Peyton Manning, when he came to the Denver Broncos, he changed the trajectory not only of his career but of the Broncos organization because they were at a dire straits. Yes, Tim Tebow was the quarterback. They just came off of a playoff appearance, but they weren't necessarily that good of a football team. Yes, they went 8-8. Eight and eight. The defense was pretty solid that year. Tim Tebow led some magical runs, but there was actually a portion of fans that were very unhappy that the Broncos, they went out and they decided to sign Peyton Manning. Yes, Peyton had, was coming off of that neck surgery. He sat out the entire season. The Colts, they went in a different direction. The Broncos, John Elway, Pat Bullen, they gambled. They took a chance, and it paid off. And just a little bit of note here, our good friend Zach Stevens over there at DNVR, he posted Peyton Manning's four years with the Denver Broncos. And obviously, I want to give credit to Zach for posting this, but the Broncos' record was 47-15 and 15 in Peyton Manning's time in Denver. He threw for 17,000 passing yards, 140 touchdowns, a 66.5 completion percentage, and a 101.7 quarterback passer rating. Two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl championship, and four AFC West titles. The Broncos dominated the AFC West every year that Peyton was a Bronco. But to think about in four years, folks, 17,000 yards, 140 touchdowns, that is ridiculous. And you always want to go back to the moment that the Broncos, they could have had three Super Bowl appearances. If it weren't for Jacoby Jones and Joe Flacco, there's a real argument to be made that the Broncos could have had three Super Bowl appearances in Peyton Manning's four years as a Denver Bronco. So obviously some good times. I know that Broncos fans love their time with Peyton Manning. It's been some rough times since Peyton's departure in terms of retirement, but the Broncos will honor him. He becomes the 35th member 
of the team's ring of fame, and he will be honored at halftime of the Broncos Week 8 matchup against the Washington football team. That is on Halloween, October 31st, and that's when Chase Young comes to town. I think if we know anything about the Broncos, they're going to go above and beyond. Obviously, Dave Logan, who used to, who was the first ever host here, Lockdown Broncos, by the way, he broke the news on his morning show, him and Rick Lewis. And I tell you what, for Peyton Manning, you look at what he's done. I mean, he is a, he's a guy that really advocates for the game of football, not just to mention his on-field impact. Yes, he's great at the commercials and the jingles that he does now, but when you hear Von Miller, who met with the media yesterday following practice, some OTAs at, at the Broncos team facility, the UCL Training Center in Inglewood, Colorado, Von Miller talked about how just Peyton Manning's speeches, when he would give a speech to the team, everybody was laser-focused, and it motivated them to unextendable levels. I would love to someday be able to get my hands on some footage of a team meeting where Peyton comes in and addresses the team, usually the night before the game in the hotel, usually Saturday evenings right after dinner when the team gathers. I would have loved to be able to see what one of those speeches are like. I know that his Hall of Fame speech is going to be magnificent, his retirement speech. I think even if you're not a Broncos fan, but you love football and you love Peyton Manning, you probably shed a few tears listening to him talk about how much he loved the game of football, how much he loved his coaches, his teammates. That right there, I think, sums up the beauty of football and the National Football League. And Peyton Manning is a pioneer for what I think players should represent themselves at all times. I mean, nobody could prepare like Peyton Manning could. And so if everybody applied that principle to their day-to-day lives, be like Peyton Manning, tell you what, we could get a lot done just as human beings in general. Our success rate would be up through the window. But Broncos country, eager for your thoughts on the Broncos inducting Peyton Manning into the team's ring of fame, the 35th member, the Washington football team's coming to town. The Broncos going to honor him at halftime. Let us know what your thoughts are of Peyton Manning. What did you like about the Peyton Manning era in Denver? Let me know in the comment section down below on YouTube. Let me know on Twitter at Cody Work NFL. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to get into this conversation about Lloyd Cushenberry and Lloyd entering his second season with the Denver Broncos has some question marks. There's going to be some competition and he doesn't shy away from acknowledging some of the areas where he struggled in his rookie season and what he's hoping to do in 2021. We're going to get to his interview when he went at the media a few days ago at the UCL training center in Inglewood, Colorado. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the two sponsors of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there, Stat Hero. And did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? I have done that quite some time. I've done it very often. And is it really that surprising? No, not really. The game is rigged against you and you're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. So you don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and in winning reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and they dare you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time, and nobody else does that. In my experience with DFS, I, I really feel like Stat Hero can be game-changing from the sense because it does give you a chance. I've spent so much money, and I've never won, and I feel like it's because the house is stacked against me. Now Stat Hero evens the odds a little bit here. You are in total control, and Stat Hero is DFS the way it is meant to be, one-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Sign up for free, and right now you can get three times back on your first play, folks. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on. Once again, stathero.com slash Locked on. And our good friends over there, rockauto.com. And rockauto.com is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers online for over 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are always reliably low. And rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing the prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. And they have everything from edge control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet for your vehicle. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, you get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your doorstep. Not to mention prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts elsewhere when you can go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts that your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Last year, the Denver Broncos had one of the youngest offenses in the National Football League entering year two under Pat Shermer's offensive scheme. They're still young, but hopefully they've evolved along the way, especially as OTAs has gone on so far and mandatory minicamp is next week. Plus, in a month, we have training camp where things get real and everyone's going to get some preseason action. And one player who's under the spotlight right now in terms of some potential competition is Broncos second-year player Lloyd Cushenberry. We know him coming out of LSU on a national championship team with Joe Burrow. He's one of the most cerebral players in the 2020 NFL draft. But they're obviously, when you take a look at the offensive line, when you're a young guy and you get drafted to an organization, and yes, the Broncos did have Matt Hennessy above Lloyd Cushenberry. The Atlanta Falcons took Hennessy, so the Broncos, they took Cushenberry. Now, there's been some speculative reports that the Broncos are not happy with Lloyd Cushenberry, and I can tell you, based on people I've spoken to, this is further from the truth. That doesn't mean that the fact that they drafted Quinn Miners means that Lloyd Cushenberry's spot is safe. You have to improve year in and year out. And Lloyd Cushenberry is actually going to be the first person to tell you he did not have the rookie season he had hoped for last year, not to the standard that he holds for himself. He expects to be much better coming into 2021, but there's a lot of work in between now and then that has to get there. He came to the NFL. He had his welcome to the NFL rookie moment in the first part of the season where it was his roughest stretch, I would say, as a Denver Broncos, especially as a rookie. No preseason, no OTAs, no mini camp, and limited action in training camp. I mean, there were different rotations going on there. Cushenberry does a lot of things while he's cerebral, but because of the fact that maybe he didn't know the full playbook in 2020, there led to some miscommunication errors that impacted the Broncos in the interior of the offensive line. The hope is that that can be improved this upcoming season. But when you take a look at the 2020 season, Lloyd Cushenberry, he struggled through that first part where defensive lines and defensive teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they'd line a defensive tackle head up, like sp split right down the middle where he was at or in a one technique. So it was on either the inside or the outside shoulder of him. They would slant across his face. So when anytime sl anybody slants across your face as a center, you have to step down and protect because they're the immediate threat. Teams were then sending the inside linebacker on a delayed blitz or on a quick stunt, depending on the leverage, whether he was two yards depth or five yards depth. And that's where there was a lot of internal pressure for the Broncos offensive line. Some miscommunication errors, obviously, were things that plagued the Broncos. But for Lloyd Cushenberry, he improved down the stretch. Now, he has to get stronger. But here's Lloyd Cushenberry, who met with the media just a couple of days ago, and he talked in depth that it wasn't the season that he wanted for himself and not the standard that he holds himself to. Throughout the course of the year, I got a lot more confident, uh, believing in myself a little more, playing faster. And I feel like uh, to end the year off, it was, it was, it was better. wasn't to the standard that I, I set for myself or what this team expects. So going into this year, uh, obviously it needs to be better. And I look forward to uh, achieving that.
Cushenberry does have his work cut out for him. You, the strides you make from your rookie season to your sophomore campaign will be critical in terms of how media evaluates you and also the fans, but not to mention the coaching staff. And we'll get to the coaches aspect here in just a moment. But for Cushenberry, now that the Broncos have OTAs, he's getting the opportunity to get fully ingrained even more in the Pat Shermer offense. What is it that he can continue to improve on as OTAs come and mandatory minicamp next week, training camp next month, preseason? He's going to get the action. What can he continue to improve on right now? I need to uh, master the playbook so I can go out there and play fast and uh, not have to think. Uh, so, and that's, that's a big thing with Sooners. You know, you got to know the playbook inside out. So if I continue to do that, continue to get the communication down with my guards, um, being able to, you know, communicate efficiently, effectively with, with them, and we can go out there and play fast and confident and do some great things this year. And in terms of learning the offensive playbook, his correlation, his relationship with Chris Cooper, assistant Broncos offensive line coach, and also Mike Munchak is going to be very important. Now for Lloyd Cushenberry, he's indicated that Mike Munchak has been very helpful in his development as an offensive player, as a young guy who still wants to learn, who's continuing to learn all the intricacies of playing offensive line in the NFL. When you look at Munchak, who's already a Hall of Famer from his time and trench warfare. It's super important. And I had a conversation with a big time NFL name, former NFL player this week, and he really touched on the importance of trench warfare. And this is where Lloyd Cushenberry, where he has to get stronger. But for Mike Munchak, who he has obviously taken a lot of information from in terms of being in that meeting room every day, how has Mike Munchak been instrumental in Lloyd Cushenberry's development so far and maybe even further down the road? Working with Munch, you know, it's amazing. He's a Hall of Famer. He knows. He obviously knows what he's talking about. He's worked with a lot of great offensive linemen, a lot of great centers. So I just try to uh, soak in, take in everything that he's he's taught me. Uh, and throughout the course of last year, there's one thing I, I told him at the end, uh, end of the year meeting is throughout all the ups and downs, you know, he always had confidence in me. He always instilled confidence in me, uh, even when I was struggling. Everybody knew I was struggling, and I was down on myself. He always believed in me to, to keep sticking with me and. and allowed me to go through those rough passes. So this year and years down the road in my career, I'm going to look back on this and, and say, all right, you know, I, I learned from that and it made me better. And can't thank him enough. And I look forward to you know him continuing to help uh, groom me into the center I want to be. One interesting he said there was that Mike Munchak, he still believed in me even when I was down on myself and everybody knew that I was struggling and I knew I was struggling. Mike Munchak still believed in him. That's what you really need because we often look at the NFL. Yes, it's business all the time, but it's also about relationships and anything that we do in life. Relationships and how you connect with people is super important. Me with the Broncos fan base, I love connecting with Broncos fans as long as we're all respectful to one another. But that's what it's all about. It's not just about me sitting here on this podcast talking to you just because I can talk about Broncos football. Your input and how you perceive things as a fan, it matters to me. I, I really value that, and I want to include that here in the show. So I understand that, especially as a former coach, it's super important. When you have a player who's struggling and their confidence is down and it's low, you can't just give up on them right there because then they'll understand that, and that could really ruin the trajectory of where they're going. Yes, in the NFL, you're paying them. It's an investment when you draft them, but you also want to do whatever you can to build that player up. Mike Munchak is one of the best in the business when it comes to that. Now, the Broncos, they did focus on adding some depth on the offensive line. Quinn Miners, he has the ability to play center, has the ability to play guard. He's going to push Lloyd Cushenberry in training camp a little bit. Here's Lloyd Cushenberry's thoughts on when the Broncos drafted Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater. It expected, uh, just based on how I played last year. And you know, I, I didn't really think much of it. I mean, competition is good for everyone. You know, we're going to push each other. We're pushing each other already in OTAs. And he's a great guy off the field. He's a, he's a great player. So 
we're gonna make each other better, make each other better, and you know whoever you know um, steps up. That's going to get the job. How many times have we talked about it on here? Iron sharpens iron. You have to make each other better. Yes, your teammates, you're going to compete against each other, but at the end of the day, it's all about brotherhood, camaraderie, making each other better. And you have to understand what your role is. If you get beat out, then that's obviously the reality. It doesn't mean that you're never going to have a chance to play ever again. We've seen that with various players who've gotten benched or something like that. I don't think that Lloyd Cushberry is going to do that. Uh, Mario Vitanzi has said it on this pod. I think Lloyd Cushberry is going to be in a position. He's going to surprise some people this year. I think he's taken everything. He's seen the criticisms. He knows what he has to do to improve. And yes, competition, it tends to put you on your A game a little bit in terms of performance. So we'll see how it goes in training camp, preseason, obviously the NFL regular season. We'll figure out who the starter is at center and the offensive line. But Broncos country coming up here in just a moment. We're going to hear from Broncos inside linebacker Josie Jewell, who also talked about the things he felt like he needed to improve on, what he's worked on his leadership style, and not to mention what the Broncos defense can do with all the pieces that they have. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, I have to tell you about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's on the market that features nine amazing flavors and the occasional limited time flavor like churro puff was one of my favorite limited time flavors. I'm waiting for that to pop back up into circulation once again. But in the meantime, one of my favorite nine flavors is peanut butter brownie. Salt caramel is pretty good too. Not to mention double chocolate. I love Built Bar because they taste legitimately like a candy bar. It's like the combination between eating something healthy and having dessert at any point of the day, whether it's for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. I'm guilty of having a Built Bar wherever I go. I put it in the fridge or the freezer for about an hour sometimes, and I still take a bite into it. And I love the indulging taste that it provides. You know, I mentioned too that Built Bars are healthy for you. They contain 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, and only four grams of sugar. And multiple Broncos fans have reached out to me and said, hey, Thank you for putting me on the Built Bar. I love it. It tastes amazing. You can try a mixed box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com. When you go to checkout, use promo code LOCKED15. Yes, that's promo code LOCKED15. You're going to get 15% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Broncos inside linebacker Josie Jewell enters a critical point of his career with the Denver Broncos, especially in 2021. Coming off of a season where I really believed in 2020, Josie Jewell was probably the most improved player on the Broncos roster, especially on the Broncos defensive side of the ball. He's a big-time contributor. Now, I think a lot of the discussions that we have around Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, often at times fans talk about the ability to cover tight ends. Well, we know on Vic's defense, not necessarily. The inside backers more than likely aren't going to be in one-on-one coverage against tight ends normally ever. It's very rare considering the combination of man coverage and zone coverage that they play. Often at times in man, it indicates that more than likely there's going to be a tailback. If there's a two-back set that you're going against in terms of an offense where you have a guy in shotgun formation or pistol and you have a running back or an H-back guy lined up offset next to the quarterback on either side, left or right, those inside backers have to play coverage responsibility on them. Depending on if you're going to be blitzing one, then that coverage responsibility gets replaced by safety. We'll do some Broncos film breakdown, obviously, on social media. If there's anything you want me to take a look at, let me know at Cody Work NFL. But for Josie Jewell, now this is a big year for him, especially as right now it's projected that he and Johnson will be the starters at inside backer. Now, we do know rumblings that the Broncos are looking at extending out maybe some nickel and dime packages to have some coverage dynamic with Justin Stern at out of Wake Forest, maybe Baron Browning at the wheel backer position. But nothing is set in stone just yet. But for Josie Jewell, he's viewed this year, especially this offseason, what is it that he could do to improve on? What improvements has he worked on that maybe will help translate even more success into his game in 2021? There's been a couple different things. It's, it's the short area quickness, um, 
to be able to, you know, cover people in, um, you know, within that five, 10 yard range, what we usually get. Um, and then trying to work on a long speed and just trying to, uh, you know, get overall upper body strength uh, increased to play the box better uh, year by year. So those are a couple of them, but I can't, I don't, I don't think I can keep them down to a couple. I think there's, you know, multiple things I tried to work on this off season to try to better myself, to put myself and this team in a, in a better situation. If I'm not mistaken, Josie Jewell is one of the most consistent tacklers that the Broncos have on the defensive side of the ball, and he's really good at plugging his gap. Now, a couple of days ago, we heard from Vic Fangio, who said that he would want Alexander Johnson to be more of a technical guy in terms of doing what the coaches assign him to do, but also not getting too much on the side where he's just always listening to the coaches, that he can trust his instincts, but also be coachable from that aspect. Now, in terms of leadership to the inside backer position requires a lot of leadership because they often at times will have to change some communications. Justin Simmons is on the far back end behind them. So sometimes when you're playing in a loud stadium, Justin Simmons more than likely will be echoing something. He'll be closer range to the inside backers and he's the defensive line. Those guys' responsibilities then is to adjust and call it out as well. So they're the echo chamber. And more than likely, they're the one that has the green sticker on their helmet in terms of that. But in terms of Josie Joel, he touched on how maybe he and Alexander Johnson can continue to build on their leadership with the Broncos' defense. I think with both of us, it's uh, we're being able to work a lot better together. You know, with a couple of years under our belts together, um, and leadership from him is pretty good. You know, he's, he's a vocal guy, um, and he'll tell you when you're right or wrong, and uh, – you know, he'll get those huddles broke and stuff like that. And I think uh, we're just doing a great job. And I think everybody's doing a good job right now of keeping people accountable and uh, working hard during this uh, OCA time. This will be important for synergy along the way, especially if those two are solidified voices and everybody else on the defense or even the players that are behind them on the depth chart. They trust those guys because those are the vets. If you're a young guy, you want to be able to learn from Josie Jewell. You want to be able to learn from Alexander Johnson, Reggie Herring, the Broncos inside backer coach, and obviously Vic Fangio. You want to be able to understand that. Now, Vic's defense is widely complicated in terms of terminology, all the moving parts, and it takes some time to learn. But those two have seemed to master it a little bit, and they're continuing to learn on that. But for the Broncos, with all the additions, the personnel that they've added this year, how does it? How does the scheme that Vic might come into in 2021, how might it create opportunities for Josie Jewell to maybe do some uh, cool things like blitzing a little bit more than he has been? I mean, our rush is going to be pretty dang good, it seems like, with the guys we have and with the corners we have, uh, it's pretty exciting uh, just to see those guys out there every day and see what they can do because they are they are nothing short of spectacular. Um, so, you know, yeah, it frees us up to be able to, you know, maybe lurk the middle a little more, uh, be able to go off quarterback eyes um, and just be able to kind of roam around sometimes. But we'll see how he wants to use it. I mean, we just got to, uh, right now there's a lot of potential and and uh, hopefully it goes well. He touched on it. There's a lot of potential. Hopefully it goes well. And a lot of that revolves around staying healthy. And I think that's the biggest hope that I think Broncos fans have hoped for. Me as an analyst who covers the Broncos, I've been looking at the team for the last couple of years, and I've always thought to myself, what if, what if this guy stayed healthy? What if this guy wasn't injured? I mean, we've seen the Broncos be special in so many different categories defensively. We've seen the potential. It's just all about everybody that's meaningful. I mean, not to say that depth chart guys that are behind the starters aren't meaningful, but if the starters can stay healthy, this Broncos defense on paper can be one of the best in the league. There's a lot of potential for it. Obviously, the execution part has to take place. You have to take care of business. You have to beat the teams that you are supposed to beat. You can't have really those off days because the NFL, the, the room for error is very minute in detail. So for the Broncos, for Alexander Johnson, for Josie Jewell, they have the, all these things that they're keeping into consideration. But one thing they need to do more of in 2021, that's take the football away. Here's Josie Jewell on the Broncos' emphasis, what they've heard from coaches about the importance of getting more takeaways this upcoming season. That was, that was a huge thing last year. Uh, towards the end of the season, we were trying to, their coaches were tr really trying to instill in us 
um, and players are trying to talk to each other about it and trying to find out how we get more. Um, and I think this, uh, these OTAs, we're really working on that to, you know, be able to read eyes, be able to play the defense the best, uh, and, and just to be able to understand it and understand how to put ourselves in the best situation, um, you know, maybe on a wide receiver, on a tight end to get that interception or how to be able to attack the ball um, with a running back coming through the hole or somebody just catching the ball and transitioning it to their arms, um, how we can poke that ball out. So definitely as a linebacker group, we need more takeaways this, uh, this year. At inside linebacker, the Broncos definitely need that. Alexander Johnson had a couple of interceptions slip through his hands in the last couple of years. Josie Jewell has had some opportunities as well when you go back on the film. But the potential is there. Now, if they can capitalize on that, if they can execute and have tur- uh, t- turnovers, they can get those takeaways from the opposing team rather than the Broncos offense turning the ball over. Denver's going to be in a pretty good spot. But one more thing, too, from Josie Jewell, Broncos young rookie linebacker Justin Sternett, who didn't get a chance to debut last year, obviously outside of training camp. What are his thoughts on the Broncos' second-year player, essentially a rookie? I'm going to call him a rookie this year because he didn't get to play his rookie season. Justin Sternett out of Wake Forest. He's done a great job. Um, you know, he didn't have a lot of time to, you know, get into the rhythm last year, understand the defense. Um, so, you know, he's still a little bit behind with the defense, understanding the knowledge of it, um, but he's definitely coming along fast for where he's at. I mean, uh, I think anybody would be at the same scenario as him if they didn't get the reps they did last, like they did, he didn't last year. Um, but he's understanding the defense pretty well now moving forward uh, at a pretty fast rate. And, and he's got uh, he's got pretty good speed and, and he covers people. So he's doing a great job. We'll see how Stern it fits into the mix for the Broncos this upcoming season, not to mention Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson, two players inside that defense that have a lot of expectations on them because they will be a driving force in terms of the Broncos' success, not to mention the pass rushers, the back end of that secondary. The Broncos defense, they are loaded there. There's a lot of conversation around the national media about the Broncos defensively. Now, can they make things happen? We're super excited about that. In Broncos country tomorrow, we're going to hear from Von Miller, who met with the media yesterday as he talks a little bit more about kind of where he's at, the pass rush summit he's going to be hosting, not to mention our conversation is really going to be focused on how what the Broncos offensive line has to do going into 2021 to where they must improve and how it can translate to success for the Broncos offense in this upcoming season. But with that said, that'll do it for today's episode of the show. I'm Cody Gore, host of Lockdown Broncos. Great, as always, to sit here and talk Broncos football with all of you in Broncos country. I I really value your interactions, your conversations. So whether it's here on YouTube in the comment section down below, on Twitter, at Cody Gore NFL, I make it a point to try to respond to everybody. And if you ever want to reach out to me one-on-one, Cody at CodyWorkNFL.com. Send me an email. Let's talk Broncos football. You can ask me your questions. If you ever want to schedule a one-on-one film review, if you want to learn the game a little bit more, I'm happy happy to be able to respond to fans, to be able to do that. So let's open something up. But with that said, Broncos country, thank you so much for your support here. Lockdown Broncos on the YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, like the video, and also comment for the algorithm. Not to mention, if you haven't done so already, hit that follow or subscribe button on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or the Odyssey app. With that said, I'm Cody Rourke, host of the show. We'll see you tomorrow for a happy Friday episode, Lockdown Broncos.